you would take your copy of God's Word this morning, take your copy of the Bible and open with me to Mark chapter 1. And we'll look at verses 40 through 45 this morning. I just, as you're turning there, I want to say thank you to, I'm not going to name a lot of names, but uh, I told you I wouldn't at the beginning. There have been so many people that have given of themselves sacrificially, been here long hours and, and um, in so many ways, uh, and we just say thank you. It's all for his glory. I, I kind of got choked up as I was looking at the lyrics to that song. We put the lyrics up there intentionally because we believe that what we sing is important. And we want every thought, every deed to bring glory to his name. And uh, I want to thank my, uh, my church people, my, uh, my body, for, uh, for giving of themselves uh, to glorify the name of Jesus. Look with me, if you will, Mark chapter 1. Verses 40 through 45. Let's begin reading there. This morning, I want you to see the leper who found Jesus willing. And a leper came to him, imploring him and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. This morning we are just simply continuing through the series that we're currently in. I'm preaching verse by verse through the book of Mark. It's a series entitled, Real People, Real Jesus. No other gospel, not Matthew, not Luke or John, portrays the humanity of Jesus like Mark does. And so this morning, we continue on. And we come to this portion of the scripture, and I thought, wow, how fitting for the first day in our building to preach on leprosy, you know? But that's what you get when you just preach through the Word of God. See, what that does is it keeps me from preaching my little pet peeves or what what I feel needs to be preached. And I preach to you the whole counsel of God's Word. This morning, I want you to see what God has for us. I want you to see a leper who came and found Jesus willing, and he was made, made clean. First, let's look at the leper. Luke in his parallel version of this story, uh, said that this man was full of leprosy. Luke was a physician. When Luke said that this man was full of leprosy, what he's saying is this was a full-blown case. That he was not just in the beginning stages of leprosy. In fact, he was near the end of leprosy. His body was racked with leprosy. He was eaten up with it. And he came to Jesus. I want you you to know something about leprosy because we don't see a lot of leprosy in our day. The disease today, we we refer to it as Hansen's disease, but we still don't know a whole lot about it. Let me give you a little bit of background on leprosy, the physical effects of leprosy. Leprosy begins with, with excuse me, maybe I'm coming down with leprosy right now. It begins with pain in certain areas of the body begins with just just pain. It's followed by numbness. Soon the skin loses its color in certain spots. 
The skin turns thick and glossy and scaly. Those thickened spots become dirty sores and ulcers due to poor blood supply. The skin around the eyes and the ears begins to bunch and and forms deep trenches. Sometimes it's been said that people with severe cases of leprosy begin to resemble a lion because the skin thickens and their brows furrow. Their fingers and toes begin to drop off or they're simply absorbed back into the body. The eyebrows and the lashes will fall out. The feeling is eventually lost in the skin, causing severe deformities. Can you imagine if, if your skin lost its ability to feel what that would do? You reach, like I did yesterday, is into a fire and you get a little too close. I got a little too close to the fire yesterday and I had a warning signal telling me, pull your arm back. Imagine if I didn't have that. I would burn my hand. I would, I would bump into things. They would take hot water, water that was too hot, and splash it on their face and scald their face and never know it. And it caused severe deformities. John MacArthur, in, in one of his commentaries, said this. He said, by this time, by this time where the man is full of leprosy, one can see the person in this pitiable condition is a leper. By a touch of the finger, one can also feel it. One can even smell it. For the leper emits a very unpleasant odor. Moreover, in view of the fact that the the disease-producing agent frequently also attacks the larynx, the leper's voice acquires a grating quality. His throat becomes hoarse, and you can now not only see, feel, and smell the leper, but you can hear his rasping voice. And if you stay with him for some time... You can even imagine a peculiar taste in your mouth. It's a severely debilitating, ugly, loathsome disease. This man's eaten up with it. It's horrible. It's painful until you lose your feeling and then you don't feel anything and you you wind up doing more damage to your body throughout. You can't go near people. They smell you. They even taste you. Can you imagine? Not only were there physical effects of leprosy, but also the law spoke about leprosy. God wrote an entire section of the law to have how to deal with leprosy. Leviticus, he deals with it. Leviticus 13, 1 through 3, gives all the, all the, the different rules about dealing with leprosy. The person had to go to the priest and be examined by the priest and determine whether he was clean or unclean. Leviticus 13, verse 45 says, The leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes, let the hair of his head hang loose, and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, Unclean. So not only is he in severe pain, severely deformed, gives off a horrible odor, can't speak clearly, but now the law says that he can't go near anyone. The law says that he must wear torn clothes. His hair, he can't cover his head. He's got to cover his face so that he doesn't breathe on anyone. And anytime he's coming close to people, he has to cry out, Unclean! Unclean! The law goes on. And the people, the the religious people of the day took it even further. The law, the things that they had to do, it was meant to symbolize that the person was ritually dead. They were viewed as a dead person, a dead man walking. They weren't worth your time. 
The Talmud went on to say that, that if a person had leprosy, that they could come no closer than six feet away from other people. If there was a wind, they could come no closer than 150 feet within people. Of the 61 defilements in Judaism, leprosy was second only to touching a dead person. Rabbis, one wrote in the Talmud that he would carry stones in his, in his pockets or on his person so that if he came anywhere close to a leper, if he heard that distinct cry, unclean, unclean, he would take rocks out of his pockets and heave them at the person with leprosy to keep that person from coming near him. Can you imagine being in that condition? Leprosy in that day was, was rampant. You didn't do anything, per se, to, to contract the disease. Sometimes you would just show up with a disease. And all of a sudden, your body is racked with pain. You're losing limbs. You're severely deformed. You're emitting a foul odor. People can even taste you. You can't go more than six feet from anybody. Family, one of the most comforting things when we get sick is that usually there's a family member that's willing to take care of you. Usually. My wife doesn't like to take care of me when I get sick, but usually there's, there's someone to take care of us. They couldn't go within six feet of anyone, not their family or anyone. And that's without a wind. They were cast out of their community. They were, they were outcasts. Why? Why do I today, of all days, talk to you about leprosy? Why do I want you to understand leprosy? Is it so that you can go home and say, boy... That was very interesting today. No. The reason I want you to know about leprosy today is because God could give us no more perfect, no more graphic illustration of the detestable defilement of our own sin. Do you understand today that every single one of us outside of Christ is a leper? We may not have fingers that are falling off. We may not have an odor emitting from our bodies. But the stench of sin in our lives is no less disgusting to God. God is perfectly holy and we are perfectly sinful. We are all lepers. There could be no more graphic illustration than leprosy. We're all lepers. Let me give you some examples. Like leprosy, sin makes us ugly. It makes us unclean. When we have sin in our lives, it, it makes us ugly people and unclean. It causes us pain and sometimes causes pain to those who are around us, doesn't it? When we do our own thing, we're off in sin. Over time, we lose the sensitivity to the, the fact that it's even wrong to begin with. We all know what that's like where we start to dabble in some sin and at first it's enjoyable, but you have this conviction that what you're doing is wrong and the longer that you're in it, you grow more numb to it. It makes us unacceptable to God. It casts us out from His presence. Without Christ, it is incurable. Our disease of sin will carry us to the second death unless, unless, like the leper, we come to Jesus. Every single one of us 
outside of Christ is full of sin. Do you understand that? You are. I am outside of Christ. I'm in Christ. I am clean. I stand before God perfectly forgiven, perfectly righteous in Christ. But outside of Christ, and sometimes in the practical working of my daily life, I sin just like you do. I become unclean. I hurt the people around me. I hurt myself with sin. You do too. None of us are without this disease. Bless God, go to lunch and say, I learned today at church that I'm a leper. Thank you very much. That was great. That was worth my time to go to church. But this leper, verse 40, says that he came to Jesus. He came to Jesus. Do you understand how foreign that thought is that he came to Jesus? They didn't come near anyone. They couldn't. The law said they couldn't and they wouldn't. Remember, there were priests walking around with stones to drive them away. But not only that, if you were in the condition that they were in, would you want to be seen in public? If I were in that condition with that physical reminder every day of this disease that racked my body, I would not want to be around people. I would find other people that were like me and I would stay with them. But I would not go out with people who were not infected. The very fact that he comes to Jesus is amazing. Can you imagine that scene? Here's Jesus. He's going everywhere. He's preaching everywhere. And people are flocking to him and the crowds are all around him. And now this one who's walked around saying, unclean, unclean, only to watch crowds part and scatter now comes boldly. And the Bible says that he, he falls on his knees at the feet of Jesus. And he says, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Can you imagine the scene? People would have ran out of the way. They would have gotten back as far as they possibly could and looked with shock and awe. He came to Jesus. What caused him to come to Jesus? Well, the temptation is to think that his desperation caused him to come to Jesus. That he got so sick of this thing that was eating up his body that he just heard about this one who could heal him. And so he decided to take a chance and go and find this man. That's the temptation. But the reality is that John 6 tells us that no one can come to him unless the Father draws him. And in this case, this leper, the God of heaven, looked down from heaven and drew his heart to this one named Jesus. And today, there are some of you sitting right here today, your life is eaten up with the leprosy of sin. And right now, even as I talk, the Spirit of God is drawing you and making you feel nervous. And, and inside you're thinking, that's, that's, that's me. I, I, this is me. This is what I need to do. I know this is what I need to do. And you're fighting with it. But what will everyone think? The leper didn't care. The leper decided that this Jesus was more important than what the crowd thought. 
All of us are lepers who need to come to Jesus. Notice how he comes. He comes, the Bible says in this text, it says that he came imploring him. There was a desperation in his voice given to him by the Spirit of God. He came kneeling. He was worshiping him as God. Some commentators say that when he called Jesus Lord, it was a term that simply meant, Sir, I don't think so. I think when he came to Jesus, he knelt down and he had become convinced because the Spirit of God had shown it to him that this was the Son of God. And I I agree with one commentator who said that he came and he worshipped Jesus as God. And when he said, if you're willing, that he came humbly, not demanding, ready to accept whatever Jesus decided. If Jesus decided to leave him in his sinful condition, in his leprous condition, he would be okay with that and he would worship God anyway. Is your faith there? If Jesus leaves you in the circumstances that you are in at the moment, will you worship? One of the great things that has come out of this fire is that the fire did not disband this body. When the fire happened, maybe it crossed someone's mind for a second. I guess that's the end of things. But maybe only for a second and probably not even that because you were devoted, you were committed, your life had been changed by Jesus Christ and it wasn't about a building. That wasn't what was going to hold you together. Your worship of Jesus Christ and his work on the cross is what held you together. It's what holds us together. The logo is intentional. The cross is in the center and all of those pieces, different shapes, different color, different sizes from all different walks of life come together in the cross. The cross is what unites us. And this man came humbly. If you're willing, you can heal me. If you're willing, you can make me clean. But I think in his heart, he knew he was God and said, but whatever you decide to do, I'm okay with. I'm worshiping you anyway because I know who you are. He came humbly, trusting the sovereignty of God. He came saying, you can make me clean. He came confident in the ability of Christ. Who knows what else this man had tried? There are home remedies everywhere. Anybody else heard any of those home remedies growing up? Anybody ever try any home remedies growing up? I had warts when I was a kid. I did. I had warts, and my finger today is scarred because of it, but I had warts. And, and I was told, I, I read somewhere that, that if you would take a banana peel and you would, you would cut it, and you would put the, the inside down on top of the, the wart, and then bandage it over there and sleep all night, that it would get rid of the wart. I woke up the next day, and the wart was black and smelled like banana. That's, that's all. <laughs> Who knows what else this man had tried? Someone might have said, well, the pool over there is is known to have medicinal purposes. Go when no one is looking and sneak into that pool. Who knows what those remedies were in that day? Turn around three times and hop up and down. Who knows? But when he came to Jesus, he knew that nothing else could do it, but Jesus could. 
If you're willing, you can. That's the perfect way to come to God. Jesus, I don't know that you want to remove this from my life, but God, I know that you can. And I submit myself humbly to you. Isn't that the right way to come to God? But unlike the leper who came uncertain of the the intention of Jesus, we can come to Jesus knowing his heart. His heart is that we would come to him with this leprous condition called sin and find that he is willing. We can know he's willing. The Bible says that if we would cast our sin on him, if we would put our trust in him and turn from our sin, that he will save us, that he will forgive us, that he will make us clean. It's what Mark 10, 45 means when it says the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This leper found that he was willing, and so can we. Now, imagine this scene all the more. The leper at the feet of Jesus on his knees, crying out, Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And the crowd back as far as they possibly can get from him, but they're still watching because they're curious what Jesus will do. Can you imagine the gasp that was heard when Jesus reached out? And laid his hand on the leprous man. (gasps) What? What is he doing? You don't touch a leper. You don't get that close to a leper. You certainly don't touch a leper. Jesus is now ceremonially unclean as well. What is he thinking? Jesus had exposed himself to the disease. But the disease would not lay its claim on Jesus. You and I, we go into a hospital. And the first thing I do when I go in is I find that little thing on the wall. The last thing I do when I leave is... Because I'm afraid of what I will pick up. But Jesus is God. And he displays here his power over sickness and death. He lays his hand on the man. Do you you get the fact that this was the first time that this man had felt the touch of another human being in a long time? If, If Luke was right and he's full of leprosy, who knows how long it had been since he'd been around people. And Jesus, the first touch he feels is the hand of Jesus. It's amazing. Jesus shows compassion. R. Kent Hughes, who's a pastor and a commentator, says this. The touch said, I'm with you. I understand. I love you. Those are all human reasons. But there was also an overshadowing theological reason. The touch of Christ's pure hand on the rotting leper is a parable of the incarnation. Jesus, in the incarnation took on flesh, became sin for us, and thus gave us his purity. Do you see it? R. Ken Hughes points out that Jesus touching this leper is a parable of what was to come when Jesus touched all of humanity, took our infirmity, took our sickness, took our leprosy called sin, 
and transferred his purity to us. It's on the cross. It's what 2 Corinthians 5 says when it says, For our sake God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. What a beautiful story. What a beautiful picture of the gospel. He became leprous so that we could be well. Do you see it? Will you sit there today still in your sin and walk out of this place saying, I don't see any real effects of it and I've lived with it this long. I think I'll live with it a little longer. Or will you, in the presence of the one who could heal you, make you clean, take it from you, has touched humanity to take it from you, will you come to him and find him willing? The leper came to Jesus, found him willing, and was made clean. The Bible says. Can you imagine this scene as well? In verse 42, it says that immediately, immediately, it's one of Mark's favorite words, immediately, he was made clean. The leprosy left him and he was made clean. Imagine this. This man has walked around covering his face, unclean, unclean. And suddenly, immediately, Mark wants us to get where there were nubs, There were beautiful hands. Where there was a face that was deformed and had large furrows in it, became smooth. Where there was a stench, there became a sweet aroma of someone who had been healed by Christ. Imagine that. Only Jesus has that power. And like the leper, you can come today and you can say, Jesus, I know that I'm infected with sin. But Jesus, I also know that you're willing. Would you touch me and make me clean? And Jesus will remove sin from your life. He will make you clean and righteous and right standing before God. Today, not a process. Not 12 steps. Today, he will make you clean. That doesn't mean that you won't struggle with temptation and struggle with with sin after today. But as far as how God views you, when you put your faith in him, he views you in Christ and he views you perfectly righteous. Instantly, immediately, he was made clean. Like the leper, We need to face our sin. Why would you remain in your condition? Like the leper, I would challenge you. If the Spirit of God is drawing you today, come to Jesus. Find out that He is willing and be made clean today. Let's pray together.